guys, back again. Today we've got uh, a very special guest, Brad Pillinger from Pillinger. So welcome. Thank you for, for being here. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, so, mate, I think we'll just kick started off with um, exactly where we're at right now. The reason why we reached out to you is I actually saw a, a, a fair few sales in the past couple of weeks on Million Dollar Listing Sydney on the Instagram page. Okay. Uh, <laughs> much, much as I try to avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I've heard you had a talk. You try to keep it under wraps, but it's a bit hard when they're that big, mate. Um, can we just chat about the past month that you've just had in real estate yep. and, and what a whirlwind it's been? Can you chat about it? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the figures, last five, five and a half weeks, we've um, written just over 200 million in, in eight deals. So we've averaged over 25 mil per deal, ranges from uh, from 1.4 to, to over 70. Jeez. So um, remarkably... Um, uh, about six, what five out of eight? What's that? Sixty-two and a half percent of them have been in Bellevue Hill. I don't yep. know if that's across the market or not. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's just 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 been a, a really good run. I, I I think that in context, before that, I had a period where I spent a lot a lot of time on a on a particular property that got withdrawn from the market, and then I, I spent an inordinate amount of time on a on a double deal, which is in fact uh, what we wound up getting—a different one, getting done—that just uh, got got um, disbanded that day because the guy in the middle decided he didn't want to do it after eighteen months worth of work. Wow! So um, that was the—that's that, how my year started, right? Yeah. So the first quarter wasn't brilliant. Um, then, of course, the, the the double deal that got out uh, about three weeks later. Um, Triggered everything else, I guess. Yeah. Um, and 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 you you sit there and think, well, do you deserve that? Well, you, you actually do because I remember the day that we um, that the first one got withdrawn. I just yeah. got back to basics, got back to training, got back to prospecting, right? Got back to just those disciplines every day, which is really just training, prospecting, visualizing. Right? Yeah. They're the three. What type of training? I just in the gym yeah. and stuff. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, 200 years ago, I was a first grade footballer for a, <laughs> a decade. And, really? Uh, yeah. What team? Uh, in the Shoot Shield, Sydney yep. Uni. Yep, nice. Yeah, yeah mainly. I mean, uh, the, the full boys. Full back or front row? No, no, yeah, yeah, closer <laughs> to front row than full back, but uh, uh, 20 k's lighter. So I was in the back row, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I started with. A different club for a year or two and finished with a different one but uh <clears throat> but the guts of it was with sydney uni yeah so look you don't you don't just walk into selling 200 million dollars worth of real estate out no. of nowhere can you tell us a bit of a backstory about how you've actually been able to build your brand up to the point where people are able to trust you with 70 million dollar houses yeah um look i i think that I've always had a um, hard work approach. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wanted to say honesty, but I didn't want to be trite about yeah. it, right? It, it, it sounds trite. I, I, I do try to be straightforward with mm -hmm. people. Um, of course, you've got a job to do for your vendor. I mean, there's there's no doubt yeah. the dialogue is geared towards getting 
the vendor the best price and if purchaser doesn't respect that, then they're not the purchasers for us. Do yep. you know what I mean? It's as simple as that. But people have selected me for my style yep. and that will have pluses and minuses. I think yep. everyone knows that. You'll, yep. uh, you'll have a uh, familiarity with some purchasers and, mm. and, and, and you won't quite appeal to others. I still think the, the product can be pervade strong enough to, to get to the whole marketplace. But to get to your question, I think that... Um, I think that repeat clientele is obviously mostly what we do now, mostly because we put so much time into the things that we're given that people don't often go elsewhere from that, and you don't want to lose that, right? Mm. Yeah, like, 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 like even in the in the worst times, I, I mean, I've had one client that's been with me virtually from the start, second deal, and we've done over 40 transactions in that 25 years. And, you know, one stage earlier this year, their, their listing was the only thing I was working on. Mm. Right? And, and why wouldn't you? Like, you, you, you know that as long as you, you yeah. give the best that you've got, that, that that's going to continue. So I've always had that philosophy that a, that a um, client saved is a client earned. Right yeah. there, you see... You see um, Lots of people obsessed with getting new clientele, right, mm. and, and burning their old ones. Mm. Like that, to me, that doesn't make any sense because you've um, your old clientele, your repeat clientele. You you know how they are. They know how you are. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? If yeah. anything, as time goes on, there's a little bit more forgiveness each way. It's, it's sort of easier from that client management point of view, and and you actually can put more and more of your effort into into the selling process yeah. rather than so so there's been a big emphasis on on repeat clientele uh, a, a big emphasis on on service big big emphasis on if we say we do something we'll do something mm. right um and 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 if we're asked to do something it's moral and legal we'll do that yeah and how do you maintain those clients? I remember seeing you at a talk a little while ago at a conference and you mentioned that you'd, you know, quite often every year you'd take your clients out for lunch, repeat referral clients for lunch. And uh, uh, what you're referring to is the Christmas um, Christmas uh, uh, men's lunch that we have, right? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, they're just, they've um, obviously got better and better and uh, and it's been a certain format that, that everyone's enjoyed, yeah, um, and uh, and yeah, it's just got to got to be a, a, quite an event, which is which is enjoyable. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the criteria used to be look, we, we, look, we started it with a men's lunch just because I, I, I figured at the, at the time when I started it, maybe fifteen years ago, you could cover twice as many clientele for half the cost. That's really how I saw it, right? Yeah, yeah right, right. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't work out like that because we um, we send gifts to the the partners now okay. uh, during it, um, and most of them would prefer that anyway, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. So, so um, so yeah. You see, basically, it started with uh, with. Uh, men and uh, and done a deal that year and and good lunch person now it's sort of blurred a little bit you, you don't have to do a, a deal that year anymore if you've yeah. been before and you want to come again you can come oh that sort really of thing. yeah yeah it's pretty wow good. yeah it's pretty okay good. It, yeah and we try to get different venue or exciting venue or somewhere that people haven't been much 
How many people come? How many people? Uh, look, it started with 10. I think last year we had 17. Wow. You know, so it's. Sounds like an expensive lunch. Uh, don't look at it, honestly. Don't, <laughs> don't look at it because like, it's, it's not much compared yeah. to what's. What's given. Real, yeah. Yeah, like, well, the the guy in the middle of um, in the middle of those two deals for just over 60 and over 70, like <clears throat> seller and buyer, He'd been every year since we sold his house in Balfour Road 10, 12 years ago. So is that investment in 10, 12 lunches? Like, does that come to us? I just don't look at it like that. Like, he's yeah. my client and friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yep. and enjoys it. Yep. So, 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 like, you're at a stage now where you do these $70 million deals. You you just mentioned that there's another deal that you did for one7 do you turn away stock at price points or do you just take everything? No, 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 no. I, um, I, I'll definitely take on a repeat. Yeah. I definitely take on a property that excites me, mm. right? Um, I definitely take on a property that pays full fee, right? Mm. Even if, if those other two things aren't, aren't there. Yeah. Um, so they're really the three bases. Um, if, if people are short on, those things you you might actually I, I mean it's wrong to say I don't mm. it's wrong to say I don't like we just recently had a 30 million dollar plus property set up to go and uh, and something just triggered me about the final negotiation on the agency agreement and mm. it, you know, it just smelt like trouble to me mm. right and I just thought we weren't going to get on mm. and handed it all back and then thought wow I couldn't really believe I was doing that because I didn't have much stock and I was having a hard year and then like within two weeks, I reckon I had a clearer mind for that week with yeah. the 70, 60, 30. Right? Wow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I was glad I was true to myself then. Yeah. And, and, and as I said, it wasn't really a commercial exercise because the commercial amount they were asking me to take off was not a lot, but just the reasoning behind it yeah, you know, like just just didn't strike me as a fair thing. Yep. And then I tried as much as I could yep. to point out how I didn't think that was a fair thing. So let me ask you a question. Back when you were younger and you're trying to build your name and brand in this area, would you take on that business? Because I oh, know, of course, of, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. I spent yeah. decades, yeah, 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 taking on business that you thought might be problems, and then they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you learn not to take them, right? <laughs> the, um, uh, of course, right? We were, don't, isn't that isn't yeah. that the road to where we are? Yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 where we are is not perfect either. Yeah, but you only make judgment calls, and your judgments will be wrong at times. Mm. So, um, yeah, no, no, of course. Yep. Take on anything when you were younger. Um, like when you've, so you, when you started off, you had, you were under some great mentors that have mentored you. When you stepped out from being an associate to being your own agent, were you able to jump straight up to the high end stock? I, I was, I was relatively old yeah. doing that. So yes, yes, yeah. yes. Like, I mean, I had, um, my path was, I went to uni and then I worked in the, the head office of the franchise that my dad was yeah. Lord and Master franchise or E, um, really just so I could play an amateur sport, right? Yeah. And 
Then, unfortunately, he died quite young, so I was still in there, right? I was only in my late 20s. And um, so then it really became time to come to Double Bay to build off that name, which was going to obviously be limited mm. given he'd passed away. So we, we sold that Double Bay business and um, so my mum was sweet. And then um, and then I went and worked for Bill, yep. right? Did that for a decade, which was Awesome. It really was awesome. Like a lot of people say, how was that hard and all that? Bill's a great bloke, right? He yeah. really is, right? Yeah. And, and and he's got better too. He's mellowed as well, <laughs> right? But yeah. I didn't mind him when he was fiery, when he was really on top. I mean, that's the reason I went there because given my dad had passed away, my assessment was that he was next best, yeah. right? So that's why I went there. Right? Yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, of the 10 years, nine and a half were good. Right, it was just that last half year just became obvious. It was time to move on, right? Mm. And then um, the three years with uh, Kenny, I went to work for Ken then, and, yep. and that was that was fantastic. That yep. sort of taught me to think, thought a little bit differently about what you take on, what you don't, how you approach top ends, the property. Like, I mean, we'd be best friends. We we're better friends when I left. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, that's only because of where I was at that stage. That's yeah. a good, like, 2010. So that's, that's a good 10, 12 years ago. I'm very different now. Mm. But uh, it's fun to recall. Like, we'd talk on the phone three, four times a week about um, different things and uh, mm. and, and laugh at the, at the extremities of that period of, of, of mine, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and uh, I mean, I remember he used to have a rule that he'd only do a full-page ad in the Wentworth Courier. Mm. And then he went away on four weeks' holiday, so I ran a half page. <laughs> oh, no. Did he find out? <laughs> of course he found out. <laughs> and then he, in those days, he had a uh, minimum price point of two million. So uh, back, I, had, big I, back then. I, I had plenty of auctions that were two million that came in at one four oh. and one. <laughs> no. You know. So, um, but, and then, and then, of course, it just became obvious that the, the reason for doing your own was it was the bit that you were giving away, you could run two or three offices with. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just do that, right? Yeah. So, and then uh, we've had a few pathways over the 12 years. Uh, you know, we had a few, we had a reasonable team at one stage, but mm. just I just found that it was like 200% of my hassles mm. and you're only getting whatever you're getting, 50 and then 40 and then 35%. Mm. For two hundred percent of hassles, like very, very few hassles now. Solve them upstream. Mm. Um, so we get at least in this period where we seem to be. I think the top twelve sales in history. Wow, Kenny's done four. I've done four, and then others have done one. Wow, each. that's right. crazy. Oh, Allison's done a few too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, I mean, there's there's about. 15 people in that with conjunctions and stuff, right? Yeah. Of the 15, I think. Is there a reason a, a lot of guys at the top end will, will collab on the big deals? Is it because oh, the I owner it, wants no, it? Or? It's the owner's comfort. I yeah. think, uh, I think, um, I think if they're sort of line ball on who they want to decide, yeah. Um, quite often, people who are familiar with each other or for each other to as a, as a preferred co-agent, mm. someone you know you can have open dialogue with. Yeah, sort of thing. Got you. Yeah. Okay. What what do you, what's the hardest thing about selling a seventy million dollar piece of real estate? Uh, it, look, it's honestly no different than 
than others, except that um, it needs more focus because the people involved, I think, are, are spending a little bit more time on it because of, of the amount, mm. right? Um, I, I don't think that the sort of lines that are used like we've got someone else interested in all that sort of stuff are worthy of that, right? Yeah. Because I think people know that at any one time with a property like that, it's most unlikely you'll have two people at one time. Mm. So I think you've got to be more focused on the fact that the opportunity is there now. Yeah, mm. It won't always be. Not mm. that it's going to be taken away tomorrow. I think that um, I think even realistically with a $7 million property as opposed to 70 it is realistic that it'll be taken away tomorrow. Mm. There, there are mm. a number of buyers at any one time yeah. in an active campaign for a property of that value as opposed to a higher price property. Chances are there isn't mm. at two at one time, mm. right? Um, so I, I, I think just being being even more transparent with the dialogue is important. Yeah, okay. Because I think the, uh, the, the decision maker is inevitably more nuanced Mm. Um, even if it's the same person, being yeah. more nuanced in his thinking about that mm. as opposed to buying something for his kids at a tenth of the value. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does. Yeah. That does. What, what's the best thing about selling a $70 million piece of real estate? Oh, well. The commission? number of different <laughs> things. Look, I mean, I think we're all, we're, we're, we're not doing this to buy and sell houses. We're doing this to get paid to buy and sell houses, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously... Every single person in this industry has a commercial acumen, right? Yeah. So that's that's fantastic. Um, I mean, the sense of achievement is mm. fantastic. Mm. I, I, the um, in this in this last um, in this last dealing that, 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 that that's most relevant that we're talking about, I think it was the sense of um, having achieved for that person who's my friend and mm. and I, I you know that our boys went to school from the beginning and they're now both in first year uni so yeah known each other for a long time we've been through um another sale when they were the, they were living in rose bay um so we've, we've had a long-term association and and really mm. that's something that i mean he he as a boy lived next door to that house mm. So it's been in there for a long, yeah. long time as something that they'd like to do. Yeah. So, how do you um? What would be your best piece of of advice for someone young who's starting out and wants to be able to crack that top end market? Well, I think this. I think that um, that you treat people as people. They're not buyers or they're not sellers. I think that mm. that everybody plays those roles throughout your time mm. over the um, 28 years I've been here at Double Bay and certainly the the 32 or 3 that my dad was, obviously people have come up repeat times with different hats on, right? So they're, they're people. They're not buyers. They're not sellers. And I think you're going to treat people like people and, and, and try to build a rapport and, 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 and try to try to just get on with them, be interested in them. Right? Mm. And um, then I think people are, are, are more inclined to share with you what their their dreams are and you, you've got to try to try to deliver that as best you can. Um, so I, I would say 
and, and I don't want to make myself ageist, but but I would say to younger people who are successful, of course, follow that lead, but who are those who are sort of not quite where they want to be, I would say become more interested in other people than you are in yourself. Like I, 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 I don't really, I mean, I do it a little bit where I feel it's appropriate and stylish, um, but I, I don't understand all this self-proclaiming. Mm. That, that's for the, the, the buyer and seller or the people, you know, the public to do. Mm. Not really for you to do all the time, I don't think. I, I think you're right. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what about, sorry to interrupt. Okay. So I'm 25 and I want to start buying and selling $70 million properties. How would you go about planning for that? Do you uh, well, have a crack uh, away? Well, I guess, I, guess um, I can only do my own path. Let's take the best client that I've got. It's, it, it, I mean- when I first got into the office there, I um, we got a got a listing in Victoria Road, and I knew that my boss would need a hand with it. I knew you just knew it would. It was of that scale, and at that point there wasn't wasn't a lot of of, of those properties coming in, so I offered to man it for free. Right in the end. Um, he very fairly gave me 25% for the effort that I put in, right? But also, just as a backstory, I was happy with that, right? I didn't I didn't demand 50. I didn't ask for anything. I just waited to be given it. Mm. I think there's something in that too, right, even though mm. you'd put all the effort in. Um, and the person who bought that property has gone on to be the, the client that I've talked about who's done this done over 40 transactions with us. But I recall having sold them that property, I recall saying, okay, you must have something to sell in that portfolio. He says, yes, well, I've got to sell three things, but I have a relationship with uh, John McGraw. I'll be giving them to James Dack. I said, okay, give him the two easy ones. Give me the hardest. The hardest, least rewarding. And so that's what was done and worked your tail off on that. Bang, did that. And I did that really with no expectation. Like It's hard to explain how people thought in the mid-90s, but you thought with someone like that, mm. that, okay, they bought a, a prestige house, you put them in your little notebook, see them in 20 years when they go to move. Mm. Had no idea they'd be these sort of traders. Mm. Do you know, mm. two properties a year, in and out of this and that, yeah. and that sort of thing, right? So, but we started to, like, and, and, and he was based in England at the time, so we started talking on the phone most days, right? Mm. Um, and little things like, um, I mean, he, he worked for Rupert, he, like, we'd uh, be talking and he'd, the phone would just go dead and then call back and apologise and say, you know, like when Mr Murdoch walks in the room, he demands that we put the phone down straight away. So, like, I, I've known... Kids, I call of twenty, who said, "Oh, why should I put up with that?" Well, you don't have to, but he won't want to talk to you <laughs> if you get upset with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is things like that. Um, I mean, um, and then, then as I said, I got surprised then when 
the prime listing of the year that year, 1996, came up. And it was listed then with my boss, right, mm. and the late Bart Dopp. And he said to me, oh, look, I'd be interested in that. Right. Mm. So then at the end of the day, we wound up. So I wound up with half of half, mm. again, for delivering for them. And it went on like that for a decade and people thought you're crazy taking these low amounts. But then at the end of the day, who do, who, do, who who are the people who own those houses? Who do they know sold it to them? And yeah. who do they come back to now? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're, you're then in the market. So yeah. I, my method was, of course, was Bill at his best, right? And that was really his best, right? The mid-90s to, to, to late O's just tagged in behind and worked hard and and as I said little things like I remember we did a deal one time and it was different you know I had to do things on the facts and it was like if they were overseas you could finish up at two o'clock and it'd be done and then we're just sort of talking on the phone I just got into bed and and and, and he and I were regrouping and then we were just a little bit unsure I can't even remember what the fact was right mm. something we were just a, just disturbed us a little bit and he said, oh, I'll get up and go to the office. And I remember my wife saying, to me, you go, right? Like, do you know what I said, no, 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 I'll go. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, you get, so then, of course, like he wants to work with you. Mm. Right? So that was the path that I, that, that, that I had seen and that I would do again mm. um, and that I think is the way forward. I think, I mean, everyone wants to get rewards in 10 minutes now. So that's... Um, Turning the stripes, I think so. Yeah, that's that. That's at least been the way I saw it. In I saw it in first grade rugby. I've seen it in this uh, in this profession. Yeah, I, I have the same same sort of mindset. I remember when I was um, coming up um, through the ranks as a uh, junior associate, and you know, would they'd make us? Um, well, they wouldn't make us, but they'd say, "Oh, you know, who's going to do the photos tonight?" Like, "Yep, I'll do the photo. I'll stand at the twilight photo shoot." Who's going to put out the 30, 40 pointers at 5 a.m. Saturday morning? Yep, I'll do the pointers. Yeah, yeah. So all those crap tasks that we yeah, were doing, yeah. to be honest with you, gave me the opportunities later on because they'd be like, okay, here's a lead. There's a lead that's just come into the office. Who do we want to go chase it? Well, crap, we'll give it to Kevin. Yeah. He's the guy that's doing everything. Of course, he's not going to give up on it. We'll give it to him. So I, I have the same mindset 100%. It's, you earn your stripes before you... But I also think that even today, like that sale for 1.4, I treated that like the 70. I did. Yeah. really did. Right? I went out and saw the guy um, on Parramatta Road and tried to get an extra 50 and all that sort of stuff. It just as important to him. Mm. And the other thing is you never quite know who knows who. I, I, I distinctly remember maybe two years after we're talking about when we were selling that property at a property at, at a profit, so we went on and bought Carly on them, selling selling it at a, at a profit, and for another person owned a bed sitter in Bellevue Road mm. that we were selling, and both of them happened on the same day, and then I discovered that um, the vendor of the of the bed sitter, what's a bed sitter? So a bed like like. Not even a one better. Oh, sorry, yeah, one room. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. right. Um, I discovered that the vendor or the the bed sitter was the PA for the father-in-law of the guy buying 
<laughs> the big one, right? Yeah. So so what I'm trying to say is, and they'd had a joke that afternoon that if you're working that hard on the bedsitter, that must be the best you could get. So so that was just an automatic connection mm. on 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 the work on the bedsitter act directly contributed to yeah. the eight and a half million dollar deal. But that's all the time. Mm. That like just when people know that you're mm. getting the best for them and all that sort of stuff, that just becomes a self perpetuating mm. thing and it just naturally will go to the higher price points. Yeah. Mm. I think. So look it, there's one thing you you were with Bill for quite a while. Um been obviously in some other offices quite a while too, but especially over that ten year period, you'd see people come to that office, then they'd leave. Come to the office and leave and there's always it feels like a revolving door in the industry. Where do you think these young agents go wrong to the point where they give up after a year or two? Well I think this I think Every um, office has its positives and negatives. So, yeah, my track record was 10 years with Bill, three years with Ken, and now 12 years on my own, right? Mm. So I think that that everything – the problems are just going to have different names at different offices, so I, I don't understand why you would want to bounce mm. because it's just the same things at different places. You get, mm. to, get to know a place – Get mm. to know the nuances, mm. get to know the property management. They know you deliver, you wind up with the sales of property management. Those sorts of things, right, mm. happen mm. when you when when you when you get established somewhere. Mm. So so I don't understand the being somewhere for ten minutes and bound. I, I do understand going from being an employee to the to mm. starting your office, of course. Of course. Mm. Um I, I, I obviously took too long. To do that, but it mm. hasn't seemed to, to matter. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, does that answer what we're saying? Uh, yes and no. But what what about the agents that just leave the industry? Like, you, why does some agents stick around and the others that you've oh, seen coming? What does what does anyone state anything? Another, but like yeah. some people are made of the right stuff, some people aren't in everything. Yeah, right. Just the numbers. Oh, uh, look. I mean, I, I, a bit more detailed answer to that is. I, I think that agents should get a degree. Okay. They should think, degree. Are they, uh, anything. Property degree? No, no, I think they should be required to have a degree to work as salespeople so that we get intelligent dialogue mm. and we get rid of okay. a lot of these car salesman types. Yep. It's not a perfect division system and I know the stories about the guys who started property management and that's all they've done and, and that bores yeah. me really because, like, <laughs> cause like it, you need a complete life. Yeah. Right. You need to have had a, a depth of experiences mm. to really get into it. Right. Mm. But I mean, it's it's a fantastic industry. There's mm. a lot of learning. People share a lot of experiences, but a lot of them are dumb too. Um, they, a lot of the experiences are dumb, and the repeating mm. of it's dumb. Right. And it bores you. Right. So so I I think if you had to get a degree to work in it, yeah. it'd clear out. Probably. Uh, a, a, a lot of that. It wouldn't be perfect, right? It wouldn't be perfect mm. system. You'd lose some good characters yeah. and there's no chance of it happening, so it's good talking yeah. like this, right? Yeah. But, um, but but more realistically, there does need to be some sort of division, yeah. right? There, there does need to be a higher bar set, I think, mm. for agents because people fall into it, they think it's easy money, they think it's – then they – Realise it's not, and they get into shortcuts, and then they they grab a mm. few little bits of uh, this and that that just takes away from 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 
people who deserve it. Yeah. What would be your best pieces of advice now that you own the business that you could share to someone like myself who's starting out in the as a what a business owner, a salesperson, yeah. right, well, <sighs> as an owner of a buyer's agency, what would be your best pieces of advice? Two things, though. Are you looking to be a better proponent of your skills or are you looking to grow your business? Because one, I think I'm qualified to answer. The other, not so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So uh, as, a, as, a, um, as a better practitioner or as a real estate agent, let's say, and, and you um, can perpetrate this in, into the buying thing in the reverse, as, as, as a real estate sales person, I would just say that it's a simple criteria every day, right? There, there are things that you've got to do, right? You've got to, you've got to exercise. You just got to, right? Like if the machine's not going, right? Like there are all sorts of, like I'm nearly sixty. There are all sorts of different physicalities at sixty. Right? Do you mind if I take some notes as no, well? Not at all. And you, and you need a certain type that's that's closer to me than a lot of other people to have the energy to do this, right? So you've mm. got, that's, that, that's a must. You've got to be able to leave yesterday's mistakes behind and just be focused on today's new day, anything can happen, right? That, 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 that's absolutely essential. If you drag along yesterday's mistakes, mm. that'll bog you down mentally and you'll be, you'll be done in two years, right? It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not all the flashy types that are leaving quickly, right? Some really sincere people just carrying every mistake, right? You just can't do it, right? If you're, if you're in a business that is essentially reliant on other people's decisions, you just don't have total control. You don't. And you've got to mm. accept that some things will just fall over that aren't your fault. And even if they are, you've got to just wash them off and mm. tomorrow's a new day, right? Mm. So, so you've got to have that mentality at, at, at the beginning. I think you've got to have an ability to think through different scenarios and visualise the result that you want. And then practically, first thing you do is always, beginning of each day, most likely deal and highest price deal. Function of that, go down them till you can do no, they're done until they're done or you can do no more, right? Then go to number two, until they're done or you can do no more that day, done. Then get onto your prospects for listing, right? Same thing, highest and soonest to sign, all the way down till that's done. Then you then you go to your most likely buyers on properties, or which inevitably is servicing your listings, mm. right? You got to do that, and then if you got time for any more than that, you can cert hunt for some media exposure if you want. Yeah, right. I don't generally get to yeah. that. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> right. How how do actually touching on that that part where you're talking about um actually hiding um a lot of the people at your level probably don't want deals to be public for yeah. various reasons. How do you go about actually um you know what we like to do in our area is leverage the sale hard. Yeah. Hey, this sold for this price. What do you want to do? So obviously yours is a little bit different. You can't. Can you go out and do that sort of stuff? Uh, look, I think it's never been my go. Mm. Right, um, we we talk to the vendors and buyers about 
what they're happy for us to do and mm. and and do it as they become happy for us to do it. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. Right? Um, so we're probably, you know, three to 12 month lag on, 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 on promoting some of our sales. Yeah. But you still get to promote it and leverage off that later yeah, down I mean, track. People perceive that it's not as uh, not as impactful as um, as as it would be if it happened straight away. I, I, I disagree. I think that that its own inertia without doing anything is amazing, mm. right? Like I've kept track of of what's happened from that deal, even though I kept my mouth shut. Mm. It's been amazing, right? Mm. So there'll be that. Then when the settlements happen in the next year, there'll be another burst and then, then you know, when the confidentiality is no longer, once they're settled, we'll be able to go again. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, I, I would think that we're getting the right sort of promotion with the right sort of people throughout. And, yeah. and, and, and a large part of that is that we can definitely um, keep yeah. our mouth shut. So what would be typical dialogue if you are prospecting to generate business for yourself now? Talking to who? <clears throat> Let's say you want to generate business, yeah. Well, 90% of your day, the phone's calling for you, honestly, mm. right? So we're just talking to people about suitable timing or what their goal is or mm. how, how to manage that, right? So functional things within managing that program would be, would be most of it, but that's with someone who's already a qualified prospect. Um, prospecting, which is something that 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 we've started to embrace, right? Uh, and of course, in the beginning, we did it, and it was just just a little bit different when you started. Like you just rang everybody you knew and said, "Who, who do you know is thinking of selling? Are you?" Right? Like it was sort of. I don't know. It just seemed a, it seemed a little bit more appropriate to just be blunt when you had nothing. Hmm. That, that that would be appropriate to be chasing whatever you've got, right? And I think people, when you're 30, 35 years of age, respect that enthusiasm. Respect. I mean, I did look. I had a huge step up carrying my surname, right? Like I, I like. Honestly, everybody that I spoke to in, in in those early years would refer to it, right? So, it's, and you knew that it would be positive. There's, I never had a conversation with anyone where it was negative. Hmm. So that's an enormous step up, right? Hmm. Then, of course, you get your own runs on the board, and then you, those sorts of things, right? So, so bright and early, you just talk to everybody that you could, and to find out who was selling, what they were doing, right? wasn't as organised as, as, as people seem to be these days. And I try to do it in an organised fashion, but just getting to it is hard, right, when you, you're having qualified conversations all day, every day anyway. So mm. so isn't that the idea? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So so does that answer your question? Yeah, so you, you're getting a lot of inbound now where you... Yes, correct. And, yeah. and, and of course, when that dries up momentarily, you go back to the systems and mm. you don't have to take long on those before you're busy again. Yeah, mm. yeah okay. Um, out of curiosity, I've got, I've got a friend that um, out in the Hills District that sells um, uh, quite high, quite high <coughs> acreage yeah. and they'll often take deposits before they t show properties. Is that how you operate with high-end stock, take deposits, or how do you vet people 
before you bring them through? Changing a bit, right? Um, mm. Changing a bit. Uh, uh, of course, I, uh, early days, and I always had an antenna for top stuff, so I was always, well, even when I was doing the 60 sales a year at the normal end, always had one or two bigger deals that I was doing. Um, and, yeah, you know, like you can remember endlessly questioning people mm. and, and then letting you down. Mm. Now, of course, you've got the sort of Google and you've got your relationship with banks and it's still not foolproof. Um, we have started in the last five years to to ask people to put the money in trust mm. as a, a, the easiest qualifying criteria if we can't find anything out on them. Yeah. So, okay, so you'd actually try to find out something about the buyer before you bring them through. Um, if, it, if, if, if it's a top in quiet listing, mm. yeah, of course, of mm. course, of course. You can mm. just have people wandering through the house that you, yeah. you're not aware of. Yeah. Out of curiosity, the, what? Oh, 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 yeah. That said also, yeah. if someone's referred by someone that you know, it's a bit different. and then the vendor will know that referee too, yeah. you know what I mean? That sort yeah. of thing. Um, coming back to the big deals, what what's the biggest deal you've done and how did you get to the point where you landed the client? Like, how did you meet that client? Look, in terms of uh, any sort of normal approach, the deal that we've just done is is, 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 is the highest, right? The, mm. the, 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 there's one other highest, but but it, it's just way too left field to, to be, be of any benefit to discuss, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, a couple of different things. Our boys started school together, but before that, our fathers had done deals together. Like my dad yeah. had sold them their family home, yeah. right? So then that's how we build a rapport, right? Yeah. And then, uh, then I sold their then I sold their brother's house, Brighton, early in the nineties, right? The, the, who was mm. a, a partner or a worker in his business. Mm. And then a uh, family business, and then um, and then I sold for them in the in the noughts somewhere. Can't yeah. remember exactly when, and 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 then it must have been late noughts. And then um, and then you know we, yeah. but then we then, then we had a near miss on this house. Like I, I, the, the, when they bought the, that land, uh, I um I got it got it for him and. Uh, backed away and then a year later as I constantly remind paid a little bit more for mm. the same thing through mm. someone else and, yeah. and so so you have to brush that off too that was a big disappointment yeah. that was a big disappointment yeah. so do you isolate someone there and, and or do you just accept that and and he was all, he was very fair he gave me his house to sell then and paid full whack to make up yeah. you know so like, I, 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 and, so I think I think background is a big part of then when you're getting to the money round on, on on a deal like that. Yeah, I think you have to have either you do have to have either a little bit of history with buyer and seller or history with someone that they know. Mm. Yeah, that will, will speak for you to them. I think that helps a tremendous amount. Or just the the raw figures and timing of it. If you've listened hard, just make perfect sense mm. because, uh, you know, some of those people who are really close associates who are put into significant properties 
at the time that was my first dealing with them, mm. right? So, so just think back to mm. how that was. But then, if I dig into it, I always had a little bit of an association with my dad did with someone who knew them. Like mm. I always had mm. a little bit of touch of God in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess in in when you were building up, would you door knock and cold call? Um, I, I'm not very good at it. Not yeah. very good at it. I'd, I'd have to door knock with a purpose. Like yeah. if someone had sent me there, which was quite rare then. Yeah. Right? And now it's just dialogue, and people know it's nonsense. Yeah. But I, but but so I wouldn't do it if it was nonsense. Yeah. I'd do it if it was real, and then we could back it up if people said yes. Um. Cold calling was a little bit different, like with landlines and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and 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 once you got busy, I mean, what's cold calling when you've got a qualified list of people who've been through inspections? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, you, you know, you might get to calling the street and inviting them to the first open if that's cold calling, but then you'd know three-quarters of the people anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, yeah. You, you know so not mean? really, no. You know, it's interesting. We've um, obviously met quite a few agents out this way. It seems like yourself and Bill, very laid back, chill, very much a friend approach. Like I feel like you're very friendly to get along with. The other ones, it's always a little bit, it, it's a bit, you and Bill just have a different, a little bit of a different style to the rest. I don't know that Bill and I would be accused of being chilled. I wouldn't say off. chill, but um, <laughs> I, in terms I, don't, of, I don't think we've been accused would, of that that often. I, would, I wouldn't say chill, but um, in, in saying that, easy to deal with. I, like I, you're, you're, you're the gut. It's not like you come across and you're like, okay, this guy's got it. There's always a guard down, happy to talk. It's a bit of a different approach with everybody else. More relationship, more based relationship business. based. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I haven't worked for Bill for. 10, 12 years, we've just done some recent conjunctions together that have been fun and pleasant and mm. successful. Um, I think he's changed, changed, not for good or worse, I'm just saying changed since he uh, he had an office with four salesmen. Now mm. he's obviously gone a different route. Um, mm. So I can't, can't comment on him today that much mm. as I, I could then. Um, but, but certainly... I guess that's an appropriate way to describe myself. Yeah, I'm very, yeah, I'm very conscious of uh, keeping good relationships with people. Absolutely, and, I, and service service beyond them doing what you want them to do for you. Yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think that's insincere you not know, to follow that up. Yeah, I think mm. I think you know what it is. I feel like with a lot of other agents there, there's always a the, the, there's a persona around it where you just feel a lot more real, and I feel like. Do you think that's an advantage that you take into listing appointments? Is that you? It's not so much a push; it's more of an attraction. Haven't thought of it like that. Yeah, I just thought about doing the best I could. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just coming from a genuine approach, right? Well, I think you want to be genuine. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Insincerity is not a good product no. to sell. Yeah. No. What's um? What would you say has been? Because you've been in the game quite a while. What would you say outside of real estate is your best pieces of life advice mm. that's helped you succeed? Um, they, these will sound antiquated now, right? And 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 probably get people turning off, right? But <laughs> but the the advice I was given as a son was to pick a partner that would support 
pick your direction and pick a partner that would support it. Mm. So, I mean, I guess in today's blurb, you've got to say, let's find a common direction and go in it together or whatever, right? But, but what I'm saying is I've had total support both from my nuclear family and, and then the family that I've made, right? I've had total support mm. in the directions I've gone mm. actually from birth in this direction. So, yeah, my parents were totally supportive of everything I wanted to do. Um, they thought university was worthwhile. They, they love sport. They were totally supportive of, of first grade rugby and, uh, and then com obviously completely supportive of, uh, of, of, of being an estate agent. Um, so I had that and then, and then, you know, my wife's been, been amazing. Like we met within a month of, well, got that first date within a month of starting. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's really been a path that we've both been on from the start. How'd you guys meet? Ah, uh, she was my sister's boss. My sister was, a a, um, a chef at the hotel up here at Paddington, like a, Mm. rooms and stuff and she mm. was managing that hotel and mm. went up to see my sister and that was yep. it. I think one, so, nine months later, that was it. When you got given <laughs> right. this advice, <laughs> right. when, when you got given this advice to obviously pick a life partner that supports your career, is that specifically trying to target someone that just literally supports your career? Or? No, 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 no. That supports what you believe yeah. in. Yeah. What you wanted to do and all that, yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You, career is obviously a big part of you, but it, it is yeah. a part of you. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Someone that support, as I said, your set of beliefs and yeah, what you want to do with the family and 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 basically the direction that you're on. So talking about your life outside of real estate, what is your like? Your work around are you are you five days and two days off or how do you work your your time off? It's a little bit different now than it was even ten years ago. Like ten years ago, it was just twenty four seven, like mm. whenever, right? Mm. And grab little pieces of uh, time off here and there. Mm. Um, but now it's still it's on when it's on. Doesn't matter. It's Saturday, Sunday, Sunday night doesn't matter, right? Monday, a long weekend, does not matter. But, you know, we tend to have a, a day off here and there um, yeah. that, that that isn't regular. Like, you know, just, just as natural attrition, not much tends to happen on Sunday. Yeah. Right? A lot does tend to happen on Saturday, mm. right? Um, but oh, I'd say on average, once a month, you'd have a, have, a, have a weekday off. Yeah. Just, you know, because everything's done. Um, what's next for Pillinger? That's interesting. It's interesting because our um, we just finished renovating the house. Our youngest is first year uni, so like mm. school fees paid. Mm. Um, yeah, can pretty much go whatever direction you want. Like mm. you know, still got reasonable debt, so that's a reasonable driver. Yeah. Right? So so what I mean is mm. it won't be a, a stopping direction, it'll be yeah. a go forward direction. Um I, I've got two two primary thoughts. I mean, it's extremely freeing what has transformed in the last two years, which is basically become me. Right. And uh 
the salespeople that we had have, have for whatever reason gone their own ways. That's fine and it's been a fantastic, but don't know if that's what you want in 10 years. Mm. Um, so, so do we just completely do that, sell, sell what we can and buy what we can and, and that's it? Or do we do we have a sort of ambition to build a business that a that a young person I'm, and, and I'm not specifically saying my son, but I'm saying if when he graduated from uni in five years, either he or someone of his ilk, mm. what's an attractive business for them? Right? Mm. Do we want to go that way? So, mm. so yeah, we're really sort of well, we're tossing it up, but then it'll evolve. It won't be a conscious decision. It'll just evolve. Yeah. One way or another. We'll either find an, a number of suitable people and start to build that way. Yeah. Or, or we'll just get a number of top end stock and go that way. Mm. Or there'll be top end deals born that'll take two years now that need total attention. It, it'll evolve. Um, yeah, it's an interesting period. I'm really, yeah. actually quite excited to get away for a little bit next month and, and just yeah. give it a little bit of thought. Yeah, nice. Where are you going? Oh, just Fiji. Nice. <laughs> Fiji. Very nice. Mind you, they have a couple more close test matches I wouldn't mind going over the UK yeah. for the fourth and fifth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So could tag that on. Could tag. Anyway, we'll see. So <clears throat> Cool. Um, my last uh, question for you, if you were starting all over again, would you do anything different? And if so, what would you do different? Oh, of course you do yeah. heaps different, right, mm. on a day-to-day basis. Like in those – I mean, I had four court cases in the first four years. We won them all. None of them were worth doing, right? I haven't had a court case for 21 years because you solved the problem upstream, right? Mm. So so if you could go back and be 30 years old again, you'd um, you'd have this, this mentality, mm. right, that – you're not always completely right and mm. you're not always completely wrong mm. and, and you try to find middle ground and you try to – I mean, like, everybody who's fiery, right, mm. and more determined, mm. I reckon would choose to be a little bit more chilled when they were younger, right? Probably. So, so that um, – I, I, I probably would be more detailed in my record-keeping back then, not yeah. now, right? Yeah. I really would because – because the whole industry is built on this canvassing, right? People mm. who got in front of it. Um, um, I don't think maybe I would have worked for other people a little bit less, mm. a little bit less, maybe five years, Bill, one year, Kenny, but I, I wouldn't change who were, in fact, my mentors, which was my father became a mentor for life who... Mm everyone universally seems to think was the best agent in this country. Mm. But we did four auctions together, right? So yeah. in terms of actual mechanics of real estate, it would seem to be less than would be ideal, but it, it really wasn't, right? Because mm. of sports sales, you know, what I was doing at school, like the conversation, like as a father, was amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing, mm. right? And... Um, and, and I've been fortunate enough, really, to have a similar model at home where, where really, my mother allowed for every second my dad had to be talking about things that were fun and things that were good and like, mm. very little functionality yeah. 
I, around the house with my dad, right? It was all about, you know, how many runs you want to score, what do you, what do you want to win, what do you want to sell? Mm. Like, it was all all awesome, right? Mm. Um, and I've been allowed to have that relationship with my kids too. Yeah. So, so, um, so it certainly wouldn't change the mentors from Dad, Bill, and Ken. They're, 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 yeah. I can't get a better. Not really. Can't get a better set <laughs> of really. people to teach you this industry than that, yeah. right? Um, you know, just like individual things that cause you pain, you change. Mm. Right? When you think of, of things that, but but but. But then you know you need that I think to to build character to, to, yeah to to be resistant for you don't know what you you would have caved on if you yeah. hadn't had that true. on the way through true yeah you know, little bits of regret where you've isolated people but you ninety nine percent of the time I'm able to patch that up with sincerity mm. in apology mm. cool yeah Matt well, no, I really appreciate it my last question but why would you recommend for lunch in the east. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, for brekkie, Indigo's the place, right? Yeah. For hundred percent, right? Um, um, well, lunch, um, lunch and dinner is, uh, you know, Margaret's, Catalina's is where everyone tends to go. What's your but, top spot? Oh, look, we don't, we don't find on that much. Well, mm. like we we spoil ourselves going to Margaret's mm. on the back of that sale. Um, you know, we've been to Catalina's occasionally, um, but I go to Indigo for brekkie four mornings a week out of yeah. five. Right? That's yeah. that's just yeah. You know, it's reliable. People are there that you want to see. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Legend. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. No, no, it's been wonderful. Thanks, Legend. boys. Thank you, boys. Cheers, boys.